Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Um, it's coming up to Christmas, um, and we are doing what we did last year, which is to do a deep dive into a Noel Edmonds Christmas Day TV spectacular. Last year we did the 1985 um, late, late Christmas breakfast, whatever he called it. Um, yeah. And this year uh, we don't have access, unfortunately, to 1986 or 1987, if indeed they, they even occurred. Um, the only one we could find online is it's called Christmas Morning with Noel, 1988. Bit it of um, dropped. bit of backstory, uh, Andy, on why it's no longer called Late Late Breakfast Show. <laughs> what well, happened between 1985 and 1988? Well, the Late Late Breakfast Show came to an end, a very right. very ab- abrupt end in I think 1986. Mm after a member of the public was tragically killed. Yeah. Um, every week they'd get a member of the public to do a stunt and they'd select that member of the public, uh, a, a, a spinning wheel with names on. Mm. And if your name, if it landed on your name, then you were going to be doing the stunt the next week. The stunts were weirdly commentated on by John Peel. Um <laughs> It's not what you'd expect. But I think John Peel quite enjoyed dabbling in primetime television. He mm. seemed to relish doing Top of the Pops when he used to do it with Kid Jensen and mm. Jonas Long. So I think he, he there was there was a side of him that was a bit of a uh, bit of a showman. Mm. Why so not? Yeah. Doing the commentary on Late Late Breakfast Show um, would have appealed to him. I think there is some footage of a, another one which I saw recently. Somebody posted on Twitter where somebody was trying to jump over some double-decker buses in a car. I think it was two people doing it. Mm. And both times it went horribly wrong and the, the cars crashed into the top of the buses. So the warning signs were there. Yeah, went skidding off to the side of the track, almost ploughed into the audience of onlookers that were there as well. Mm. And um, Noel had no idea whether or not these people were okay or had survived, but just kind of just like brushed it off and yeah. said... Uh, yeah, well, we're sure everything's okay. That'll be all sorted out. We'll be back next week with uh, Shaka Khan. Something <laughs> like that, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, and then there was a guy called Michael Lush. I can't remember the details of the stunt that he did. But he didn't die uh, on air. He died during the rehearsals of it during the week mm. in advance. Um, so the Late Late Breakfast Show was instantly cancelled by the BBC. Yeah. And then about 12 weeks later, I think it was, Noel went on Wogan. Yeah, I just saw that on YouTube. I didn't watch it, but I saw that that clip was available, yeah. I've watched it not not too long ago. It's it's very interesting. It's possibly worthy of an episode of itself because Noel seems to feel as though um, he's the victim in all this. Right, (laughs) right. It's really... 
It's really interesting. But we shouldn't dwell too much on that because that's probably a deep dive for another time. But, um, yeah, basically, Noel had this programme. And there's, there's, I've seen testimony or, you know, interviews with people who worked on the crew behind the scenes on the Late Late Breakfast Show, mm. particularly on the stunts, who said that health and safety was kind of, at best, uh, lax, let's mm. say. Um, well, the, it, it was just different times, wasn't it? I mean, health it, and well, safety was, throughout yeah. society, not just in the media. Health and well, safety wasn't well, a thing in the 80s. It just was lax. And now, well, we've, talk, we've banged on about this before. People moan about health and safety. But what they might notice is that a hell of a lot of people, less people die these days yeah. through fucking yeah. just misadventure and fucking madness and shabbiness. Yeah, yeah. There's, Things there's don't, thing... Stadiums don't catch on fire and trains don't yeah. crash as much and people no, don't no, die on... Aeroplanes don't crash as much either. Yeah. No, there's just loads um, of shit that just doesn't happen anymore because of health and safety. So let's hear it for health and safety, I say. Mm. Yeah, I'll clap too. Yeah, I would love this post. Uh, this podcast should just be, or we should do a spin-off, just like the health and safety podcast. Yeah, yeah. We could interview we'll different out. health and safety officers from around the UK because let's they get a fucking hell of a bad rap from tabloid mm. press, don't they? I mean, the right wing yeah. media hate health and safety. They hate mm. it. Drives them around the fucking mm. bend. Because mm, it's rules, isn't it? It's red tape. Yeah, they call it red they tape. Don't like, and... People don't like being told what to do. Yeah. But if it's, you know, preventing people from dying, then probably a good thing. It's a good thing, there was yeah. A recent, um, the, the Guardian did a recent podcast. It was like a long read thing, which, which whichever journalist had written it then also read it out as yeah. a podcast. Nice bit of dual content there. Mm. And it was about this, this um, phenomenon of... Um, old school bin men who remembers real bin men mm. and it was this post that one of these accounts that just consistently talks about the past and everything was much better then mm. i mean we talk about the past a lot on this podcast but we usually say that it wasn't better then mm. <laughs> things are generally better now but it was this thing about real bin men who yeah. were real men who used to carry the the metal bins on their backs and there was none of this stuff and they would just throw you could just throw everything away. You didn't have to grade it into fucking wheelie bins and different types of rubbish and all this sort of thing. And it just and it, it pans out into all these other things that they talk about, how things were better back then. And in particular, one that, that struck me was um, playgrounds had concrete grounds and <laughs> um, no one died and all this kind of thing. But some kids did die when yeah. concrete playgrounds were around. And some kids would fall and bang their heads and split them open well, and have to go to hospital. I, that happened to a kid at my school who I knew yeah. well. His big brother I knew very well. I don't want to go into it. Jesus, it was a real tragedy at school, but like he, he basically went to a party and bounced. He was bouncing on a bouncy castle, mm. but he bounced off of it and it was just surrounded by concrete and he died. Fuck. Fucking hell. So, sorry I brought that up. Merry Christmas. No, I mean, but... That's an extreme example, but yeah. And, you know, the, the kind of soft springy texture that kids' playgrounds have got on the ground now. Yeah. You're not going to land on that off a, off a roundabout or a swing no. and bust your head open. It's pretty no. unlikely. Exactly. But, so I for mean, fuck's you know, sake, why don't they just suck and stop again? I mean, these health and safety officers you get, 
fuck's sake, they're doing their best job to keep us all fucking alive, aren't they? Yeah. And then you yeah. open the fucking current bun or the Daily Mail and they're bloody being persecuted. What are you going to do next? Persecute doctors and nurses? Well, I think they have done that. Uh, yeah, they're yeah. on at the nurses at the yeah. moment, aren't they, for wanting more money? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I just saw Jer- a, a clip of Jeremy Kyle interviewing the head of the Post Workers Union. Yeah, and Jeremy Kyle is talk TV. Jeremy Kyle referred to the bloody nurses in it, <laughs> talking Fuck about their hell. demands for fucking more money. Yeah, unbelievable. Fuck me. Uh, oh, yeah, well. we've we've already de- we've demonised the lifeboat people. Remember that? Who's le- who is there left to demonise, mate? English Channel. Who else is there left to demonise now? Podcasters. <laughs> Well, we don't need to be doing... I think we start to... We're, we're pre-demonised. But what I mean is the sacred yeah. cows. The, sa- the the people who were sacred cows in our society. Well, I think nurses. I mean, NHS workers who mm. were clapping during COVID and now we're shaking our fist at them because they want a pay rise. Greedy scum. 12 years. Money grabbers. Yeah. They're 90% demands. The posties, the posties, of course, who were delivering... And collecting all of the uh, COVID test things that we were sending off in the yeah. post. Yeah, they're bastards as well because they want to pay a rise. Yeah. Fucking hell. Anyway, um, we're getting sidetracked already, aren't we? That's all right. Uh, so it's Christmas morning with Noel, 1988. Because, um, of course, the Late Late Breakfast Show didn't exist. It's given Noel an opportunity to um, amp himself up a little bit in the title. He's got his name in there. Not well, only that, I mean, not only has he got his name in the title, when the show starts, you notice that every single member of the audience and every contestant in the games, and even the celebrity guests who are taking part in the games, are all wearing uh, sweatshirts or T-shirts with the word Noel written on them. Yeah. Which feels very much like a fucking massive Noel power play. It's a, like, it's a cult. Kind of it, when did the guy die on Late Late Breakfast Show? 86, I think. In 1986, a man died selfishly on my watch. <laughs> I held my hands up and I admitted that. People said that that was the end of my career. Within uh, well, less I, than... I, I say on my watch, but but but, but I, I wasn't in that day. I only did Fridays it and wasn't the, the show on Saturdays. I was completely exonerated. <laughs> and in a little over two years, I was back on primetime TV Christmas morning with every single member of the on-air team wearing a sweatshirt or T-shirt with my fucking name on it. Now, if that's not bounce-back ability, I don't know what is. <laughs> Literally bulletproof. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it, yeah. I have been uh, validated once more by uh, the, the existence of this show. <laughs> the fact they're putting it out there. I don't know if there was. I think there was a 1987 one. But, yeah, there's, so there's the opening titles, which are uh, very festive, as you'd expect. There's a Christmas tree and there's some presents underneath it and we see Santa on the sleigh sort of fucking uh, going through the background. Some nice Christmas baubles. Very, very festive. A clown pops up for some reason in the background, which is a bit sinister. But I don't associate Christmas clowns morning. with Christmas at all, do you? Don't associate. No, exactly. No. That must be a null uh, twist. Where are the clowns? So, yeah, the, uh, Mr. Edmonds, it's uh, it's Christmas, so... Yes, exactly. And what's, the, what's more synonymous than Christmas than clowns? 
Um, really, Mr. Edmonds? Yes, really. Of course. Put the fucking clowns in. Are you sure you don't mean elves, Mr. Edmonds? No, I no. don't mean fucking elves. I mean clouds. False, full-size clowns. Don't uh, need to spell it out. Do you see? L-ounds. Clowns. <laughs> Fuck's uh, sake. Very well, Mr. Edmonds. He wants, he wants clowns. <laughs> and they just put... They just put a little one in at the background yeah. and just jumps he up wants for clowns. Half he a says second. that they're synonymous with Christmas. I think he means Santa Claus. No, he definitely means clowns. <laughs> just go with it. So we've got the the backdrop of the studio set is like um skiing mountains, like the mountains in the last Christmas video that we've also been talking about. Like Tiger around mountains. Yeah. It it's it scans across. There's like a studio audience there. I don't know who they are. Or why they're there on Christmas Day. That's the thing. When it starts, you see a big audience. And it was this happened when we looked at the 1985 one. It was similar. Because you think, Mm. oh, this must be a pre-record. But then he announces straight away, we are live. And I think to myself, what the fuck are these mugs doing there? I mean, I get why Noel's there. Noel, there's lots of things about Noel. One is he's a workaholic. So there's no Mm. way. He'd tell his family, sorry, but I'm fucking working, kids. That's what pays the bills, is daddy being on telly, broadcasting to millions. I'm keeping the heart of the nation beating. This nation would die if daddy didn't keep working. (laughs) And so would you, because you'd starve to death. Because I'll tell you this much, it would be beyond your fucking mother to go out and earn a crust for herself. (laughs) Um, So, thing is, though... He'll be back on by 2pm. This will have been finished by 12. It was always on at like 11 a.m. Oh, yeah. So I missed the so shit she, bit. She'll do the dinner. Yeah. I'll be back in time for dinner. I'll miss the shit bit where I have to fuck it. I get roped into fucking peeling the sprouts or yeah. dishing out fucking presents to my ungrateful kids. Assembling the fucking mousetrap game or yeah. fucking just sitting around making small talk with you people. Small talk with her fucking sister and her dreary fucking husband. <laughs> I fucking turn up. We'd, we'd fuck all in the way of, of contributions to the spread. One bottle of Stone's ginger wine and a fucking tub of dry roasted. That's all we got last Very year. Low quality gifts. Yeah. Fucking socks again. Safeway's own brand sherry. Thanks, but no thanks, cunt. I'll hand it into the charity shop. I got a bottle of special reserve from the director general. I'll have you know. I think I'll be drinking that on my own in the shed. <laughs> but um, what was it? What was I going to say? Oh yeah, of course the the one we did last year, the little breakfast Christmas show, it's two hours long. This is mm. just an hour. It's been cut down. There Who's was so was much in the one we did last year. And talking, it, it brings back memories of that. Like, oh, we're live. The maddest thing last year, and we might get on to something as mad this year because I think you and I have only watched the first quarter of an hour of this one. Yeah. Um, last year, they were there was the bit on the jumbo jet where they I was really excited about being able to broadcast live yeah. from a jumbo jet and uh, Fergal Sharky was and Fergal Sharky was on it and the, and the crankies and the crankies and who else? There was someone else hosting Paul it. Paul King from King. Paul was King on there as well, wasn't was he hosting it or was he just hanging about? I can't I remember. There was someone hosting it, but it was mad and there was loads of kids there and everything. And you think. Why are they giving up their Christmas day? So many people give up their to Christmas day. But I suppose that was TV in the 80s. It was Different a bigger deal, wasn't as it? Well, yeah, it's like you could get to go on TV on Christmas day and go up in a big aeroplane. 
Mm. Not many kids would knock that back. No. I don't know where they sourced the kids from. I don't want to know where they sourced orphans, the kids from. Orphans, probably. Yeah. Get some fucking orphans. They've got fuck all else to do on Christmas Day. <laughs> and they appreciate it more as well. <laughs> yeah, just bring the local orphanage up. Put a minibus on. Jalapeno. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes... Lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Jalapeño. Whenever we go into the persona of any extremely demanding and slightly angry television person, I'm mm. half thinking no, but I'm also half thinking of a television producer that we both used to work with. Yeah. <laughs> because that thing of just going, well, fucking get some fucking orphans then. I mean, <laughs> that really is how a lot of TV people think, certainly the ones of the old yeah. school. I think the TV industry's yeah. changed a lot now and it's a lot more, let's say, woke. But I think yeah. um, there was a, there's still a lot of people around who are very much like, this is the telly. Nothing matters more than the telly show happening. So make it yeah, fucking yeah. happen and break some eggs along the way. There's a similar vibe with people that I've worked with and come across in tabloid newspapers as well. Yeah. Almost everybody I've worked with that have worked with tabloid newspapers has got, let's say, something of the night about them. Yeah. It's make really it weird. fucking happen. <laughs> Yeah. Make That's it happen it or die. That's how we do it in the tabloids. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. Well, fucking dress up as an Arab then. <laughs> well, put on a fucking hijab and go back and try again. Either that or hire a honey the... trap. Go back round his house and go through his bins properly. <laughs> Not just skimming the top. <laughs> do you want to make it this business? Fucking oh, hell. Oh, God. So, uh, yeah, so the studio, there's pa- like patio furniture that they keep, seem to be sitting on. Mm. The poor audience at the back, they don't, they're not even lucky enough to be wearing sweatshirts with no on. There's a massive fella in the middle who looks a bit like Robert Plant. I keep looking at him and he, he, he freaks me out a bit. But Are you 100% certain it's not him? Because I don't know what Plant or Zeppelin were doing mid around this time. I think it, I don't know because I don't really follow their, their stuff, but I feel it was a fallow period. I think it was very much for them, yes, especially Robert Plant, so it might well be him. It was um, before he'd de- teamed up with, is it Diana Crowell? 
who he now performs with. Alison Krauss. Alison Krauss. Who's Diane Krauss? Yeah. Someone else. Um, Diana Kroll. She was married Costello, to Elvis Costello. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So apologies to everyone. I got, Sorry, I, I got that mixed up. But I did see Alison Krauss because they supported the Eagles. It's not really my sort of music, right. but wow, what a couple of voices. I had to what hand it to them. Show. Yeah, great show. Not the sort of stuff I'd listen to in my spare time, but whoa, it was majestic. Yeah. <laughs> so Robert Plant's there. And also a fellow with a, what seems to be some kind of big hat that bounces when it's, it's sitting atop his head. Big difference between just... that. I don't know about you inside your heart and your mind oh, when, you think, when, right. when you think about the difference between 88 and 85. But to me, huge difference. 85 mm. to me, Christmas 85, that's almost like the ultimate 80s Christmas, 84, 85. Oh, yeah. In terms of like that, that really was the 80s to me. Yeah. 88, we've jumped forward because of what's available on YouTube, essentially. And I feel in my mind, in my memory, it was a very different era when you got mm, into 88. You're getting into years, the late the 80s. The yeah, the pop charts and all that, very different. Even Noel's hair is like, everything's altogether less 80s-ish. You'll notice that his yeah. hairdo is a lot more trim and sensible mm. at this stage. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean mm. by that, Andy? It just sort of seems a bit, yeah. it's less 80s. Yeah. The ostentatiousness, the yeah. peacockishness of the early to mid-80s has gone. And there was and some, there's a kind of a more sensible... Yeah, and there was um, something so sort of relentlessly, of relentlessly like bubbly and fun and frivolous about the mid-80s. Yeah. Don't you yeah. think? And then mm. when you get into the late 80s, things are getting slightly more serious again. They do. I think we do later on because Neil Kinnock comes on and reads <laughs> out a list of tragedies from the previous year. <laughs> now here's the leader of the opposition with his tragedy list. Yeah. That I'll, used to I'll be a just, Christmas tradition like the Queen's speech. It feels like that, but we'll come to that in probably episode four or something. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, yeah. So have you, have you had a proper look at Noel's? jumper that he's wearing it's well the first thing i noticed was that it's adidas and i'm thinking i wonder if i could get on ebay and buy this it's probably worth a fortune yeah it's an adidas jumper it's a casual classic (laughs) it's incredible (laughs) yeah i managed to get the boys at adidas to knock this up for me freebie but this the thing is though it's not an adidas piece of clothing it's bespoke because it's got on it, it's got um, some musical notes. Mm. It's got the name Noel or Noel, if you want. You know, the Christmas link is always there. There's some snowflakes on it. And there's a snowman who's smiling and wearing a green hat. And um, it says Noel, Noel. Actually, it says Noel twice on it when you get a closer look at it. But yeah, it's Adidas. So someone at Adidas has knitted this for Noel well, Edmonds. I, d- I think what I thought was, f- first of all, they're very strict they they still are and I thought they were even more strict back then about that kind of branding flagrant yeah. branding corporate branding on the BBC but Noel's Noel and I feel that he's almost doing it he's daring the bosses to take him on I this think is, so. yeah. he's in his yeah. pomp and he's yeah. daring the, the bosses yeah what are you going to do about it that's right yeah. and I also think he's, he's always got his eye on a deal and he's thought, well, I could shave some off the bu- budget here. Mm. I could speak to my contacts at Adidas, mm. right? And say, listen, if you manufacture me a bespoke Christmas sweater, I will wear it 
on BBC One on Christmas morning to millions, <laughs> and you can keep. And, and here's the good bit. Are you ready? Here's the, here's here's an old sprinkle of sugar. You get to keep your famous Adidas logo, the trefoil, on it. What do you say? That is the thing. Obviously, because of rules and regulations, nobody could change hands as part yeah. of this deal. But let's just say, let's just say, two or three times a year, young Knowles going to wander into one of your stores and he's going to help himself. How does that sound? <laughs> and I don't want any fucking punters around, so you're going to have to open up early <laughs> before the scum come in. Uh, no, actually, you're going to have to delay your fucking opening till 10.30 in the morning. Because I'm not getting out of bed at <laughs> I'm 7. I'm not getting up early just to suits. get a load of free tracksuits. <laughs> <laughs> it's a marvellous jumper. It, oh, God, I wonder where it is now. Whew. Um, but, yeah, the, the people that are there, I don't know why they would be there. Um, but then we are one minute in. Less than one minute, really. I think we're about 50 seconds into this momentous 1980 broadcast. And Noel um, immediately begins boasting, which is always one of his yeah. uh, go-tos uh, on any of his shows. <laughs> Noel's Christmas boast-up. <laughs> That's what it is. Hello and welcome <laughs> to another Christmas morning boast-up, where I, Noel Edmonds, have the opportunity to tell you, the British people, all the fucking fabulous things I've been up to. <laughs> Now sit yourselves back, shut your mouths, and just listen to this. Shut your ugly, well, dismal lives, like your ugly, dismal mouths. <laughs> Put those fucking presents down that you're playing with and listen to this because it's important. That Argos tat. <laughs> he, says, he says, over the years on this special Christmas show, we've established a number of firsts. And then he, show, he lists them all. Uh, he says... We, a few years ago, we had the first live television pictures from the Falkland Islands, which is, you know, pretty impressive because back then, live by satellite transmissions was a massive thing. You would very rarely get anyone appearing from yeah, across I mean, the pond Yeah, I mean, he's, he's obsessed America. with this. He's really obsessed. Oh, yeah, technological like advancements. That, it was like last thing, year. That, I, and I question, even at the time, like, if you put yourself in the mindset of Andy or Sam in this era... Yeah. Like, maybe we were impressed. I can't believe they're doing a satellite link up to this place. But yeah. I, nah, I'm pretty sure I was found it quite dreary then as well. Because, I wouldn't have been impressed. Yeah, kids just, uh, the technology is amazing, but kids don't care about that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They don't want to know, they want the illusion, but they don't, they're not interested if you tell them how it's happened. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that was uh, what he did last year. He had a big, long piece where he showed you how the satellite was dragged into yeah. the middle of the Sudan. And uh, Yeah, they, they had this person doing a charity thing out in the Sudan, right? But the mm. fact is, it was, a, it was a great cause, an important issue and all the rest of it. I mean, I can't even fucking remember. It seemed to be one of those sorts of things. Well, let's remember that the woman who was doing it was Helen Fielding, who went on to write Bridget Jones' yeah, diary. Yeah, exactly, right. That was the best bit about it. That was the best bit about it, but we didn't know that at the time. We just knew that oh. from our own personal, like, we're basically in the future looking back and <laughs> yeah. retrospectively assessing wow. it. But it's... it's uh, it was fucking boring, mate. It didn't matter that she was in Africa. And in fact, if I was a kid, I'd be like, I probably would have thought, yeah. how do I know that she's in Africa? Yeah. That could be a fucking Ugh. studio. 
uh, what can you not have a pop star on instead? Yeah, or, or like Ray Wilkins come on or something like that. Yeah, have Ray Wilkins come on and or, do some tricks with a football. Or or, or Vivian off the young ones can he not come on and smash <laughs> yeah. some stuff? Up yeah, instead? something really mad better. happens. Like the studio starts falling down because he's attacking yeah. it with an axe. Or like just show some clips of people making mistakes on TV shows. Yeah, well we'll get to that later on. We'll get to that. Uh, so he says, yeah, we had the first live television pictures for the Falklands and we linked up live with the Sudan. Last year, the first ever live pictures for a British destroyer on patrol in the Gulf. Again, I didn't say that. Don't remember it, but it would have been, oh, fucking hell, really? God, have we got to watch this? A British destroyer, a ship of war, <laughs> um, a, a fucking a weapon of mass destruction. And he says, I promise you, in the next hour, we have a moment of broadcasting history. With a little bit of luck, we are going to be linking up with the Mir space station. Whoa, Noel has taken it to a new level. Noel is taking it, not to the Sudan, not to the Falklands, not to the Gulf. Noel is going into outer space. Yeah. The Mir space station. And he says, on board, there are three Russian cosmonauts. Well, this bit is a bit fascinating to me because I'm quickly doing the maths and I'm thinking, hang on, we're fucking a few years off the Cold War ending We're still here. in the Cold War. We're yeah. banging it. We're banging it. Yeah. Gorbachev's in. He's stuck, the, the ice is starting to thaw it's very slowly, uh-huh. but we're a year away from the Berlin Wall coming down mm-hmm. and we're three years away from the Soviet Union collapsing. So yep. these people are our sworn enemies. They're in space, and Noel has done what? Some sort of pact with the enemy? Yeah, well, maybe Noel has been in touch with Gorbachev, and maybe this is how it's come <laughs> about. Maybe, maybe, maybe Gorbachev's got in touch with Noel. Mikhail, <laughs> it's it's yeah. Noel Lee. Noel Edmonds, yeah, Noel Edmonds from the BBC in Britain, yeah. UK. Britain's yeah. No, UK num- number one broadcaster. Swap shop, chart show. Anyway, listen, forget it. Uh, I'm here. Pause, I've got to, I want to chuck some ideas around with you to bring it to bring an end to this fucking ridiculous Cold War thing you've got going on. <laughs> yeah, I want to add it to my CV that I brought down the wall. <laughs> and this is my first part of it. So he says, yeah, oh, well, there are three Russian cosmonauts. It has never, ever been done before. Wow. So impressive. But he's, show, he's shown a little bit of hesitancy. He's kind of like saying, that, you know, if we can make it happen, because there's no guarantees with stuff like this. But then he says, uh, over the next hour, there's going to be a lot of laughs and the odd tear. <laughs> oh, well, that's that's no content all over, isn't it? Isn't it? That's just the it. script that's writes fucking, itself. That's his elevator pitch. Yeah, everything he does. A lot of laughs and the odd tear. That's and it. Someone's gonna someone's gonna cry. They Some, may be tears of joy, they may be tears of sadness, but they'll be tears. Someone might die. But... <laughs> no, no. Well, do everything to make sure that no one dies. We've, we've made that promise to the BBC Whatever happens, the last time. Expect the unexpected, because he always likes to contrive chaos as well, doesn't he? Yeah. Like, yeah. I swear, in the opening moments, right, there's a little kid roaming wild around oh, the studio the floor. Yet, yeah. Yeah, Gavin. That we'll talk more about Gavin the wild child, right, yeah. in the next episode. But I will say up front now, I don't <laughs> think that's accidental. I think they've trained ah. Gavin 
for days right. in advance because that's just classic Noel. Yeah. There's no way Noel would allow... He's a details man. There's no yeah. way he would have allowed for things to have been that chaotic that a kid could have just start roaming around when he's doing a piece of camera. He would have yeah. made it happen in order for him to go, I hope you're getting this. Oh, because his whole thing is, <laughs> it's oh, a- it's all out of control. And they cut it's back. It's all off he- the cuff. This kid's just wandering about. No fucking knows. Yeah. Is that that kid's trained to within an inch of its life? Yeah, that's probably not even his real name. I'm no. not sure they want to call. No, him what's kid his Gavin. name? Gary. Uh, no, we'll call him Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> Gary sounds a bit common. It'll put off my Middle England, uh, my main <laughs> constituency. <laughs> <laughs> We've we'll got to appeal out. to the people in Surrey and Hampshire. <laughs> We'll find out um, if there indeed there are any laughters or tears. We will uh, have the first appearance of Tiny Gavin. uh, (laughs) And we'll also have um, a 1990s Premier League footballing star. Yeah, fascinating. Way, way ahead of his time in a slightly weird clip. But uh, more to come from this. Plenty to do. And we'll be back with more next time. Thank you very much for listening and goodbye. Goodbye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.